0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. And we pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen, amen. While you remain standing, would you turn with me in your Bibles or look at the screens and to Acts chapter 20, verse number 27. Acts chapter 20, verse 27. And this is Apostle Paul speaking right here. He said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Amen. And I want to preach on this subject, we need a shepherd. We need, isn't that a cute little sheep right there? We need a shepherd. Would you you just clap your hands as you're seated right now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible compares us to sheep. Psalms 100, verse number 3. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when He saw the multitudes, talking about Jesus... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And then, of course, when you look at Luke chapter 15, there's a parable of the lost sheep. And it talks about a shepherd who has nine, who has a hundred sheep Amen. And at, in, in the evening when he gets them all into the, sh- the little sheep pen or sometimes they use a cave you know, to protect them at night from, because of the nocturnal uh, carnivorous animals, wolves and bears and, and lions, mountain lions and all stuff would try to come after him. They would count them all. Amen. And he got all, all the way up to 99 and there was no more sheep. There was one missing. And he put the 99 away and left him in safe hands and and uh, and he went out and he searched and searched for that one lost sheep amen because it doesn't matter if you have all 99 when one is lost you don't want to lose any when you're a shepherd praise god every one you lose hurts every one you lose it makes you feel bad amen and so he went out and he was so glad that he found that sheep he carried it back. He put it in. Now there was the hundred. He called all his friends and he, he said, come rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep and they had a big old party. <laughs> Amen. Because it's exciting when a sheep is found. Hallelujah. John chapter 10, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Praise God. So the Bible compares us to sheep. Amen. And so if we are like sheep, amen, sheep need a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. Sheep are very friendly animals, and they're very intelligent. Amen. Uh, But they do need someone to help them. They do need someone to guide them. They do need someone to fight on their behalf because they, you know, don't have... Uh, there they're uh animals that you know eat the grass and uh, they, you know, they don't have, uh, you know, claws or fangs or anything really to, you know, defend themselves with. So they depend on the shepherd. Praise God. Now, this friendly and intelligence of sheep, uh, they're curious animals uh, and they're very smart uh, and they're very friendly. So they go over there and see something and they want to go check it out. Uh, and so uh, that's why the shepherd constantly has to oversee and make sure they kind of stick together. Amen. And stay in plain sight. Uh, but so these characteristics of the sheep sometimes get them in trouble because they think they can go do things on their own, which causes them to wander off from the flock and get lost. Because there's nothing like the safety of the flock. There's nothing like, amen, the protection of the flock. There's nothing like the provision of the flock. Amen. And so, amen, as we as sheep, we need to stay with the flock and stay under the shepherd's care, praise God, because we need a shepherd. Sheep need a shepherd. Amen. When sheep are lost, they are the most vulnerable. And whether people will admit it or not, they are a lot like sheep. Amen. God created us that way. He created us to need him. He created us to get to have his spirit in our, in our lives. He created us to depend on him. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6. All we like sheep, "...have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all." Praise God. Amen. And so that's why Jesus went to the cross, because he wanted all the lost sheep to be saved and to come into the fold of the church. Now, sheep by nature need a shepherd in their lives. The shepherd watches over the sheep. The shepherd makes sure the sheep have enough food and water and a place to safely rest, The shepherd leads the sheep in the right paths and the shepherd protects the sheep. Amen. If you read about David... When King David, when he before he was a king, when he was just a teenager, he was the youngest of six or seven brothers. And his job was to keep his father's sheep. And he had to fight a bear one time. He had to fight a lion one time. Amen. Because he took his responsibility as the shepherd duties. Amen. Very, very important to him because he wanted not to disappoint his father. And so he fought off every enemy because the sheep were that important. Now, God is our shepherd, folks. Thank you, Jesus. God is our shepherd. Praise God. 1 Peter 2.25, For ye were a sheep going astray. Amen. But we are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of our souls. Psalms 23, 1, of course, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. That means if God is my shepherd and I I put him as my shepherd, I'm not going to be in need. I'm not going to want things. Amen. In other words, not, not that we don't want things, but it means I will not be in need. I'll have what I need because when I put him in number one, in my life, and I follow him, and I listen to his voice as a shepherd. He will make sure I have all I need. Yes, Amen. Praise, God. Amen. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! John ten eleven. Jesus said, "I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep." And he literally gave his life for the sheep. Amen. Amen. And Hebrews 13, 20 calls Jesus that great shepherd of the sheep. Amen. So God is our shepherd and there's no doubt about it. There's nobody can compete. But God has put human shepherds in our lives to help us. Human shepherds that work underneath. He's the chief shepherd. He's the head shepherd. But he's put human shepherds to be... Under shepherds, amen, to be assistant shepherds, so to speak. Under him, to help with the flocks, the various flocks on the earth. A pastor is compared with many different things in the Bible. In Ezekiel, he's the watchman on the wall of the city. Protecting the people in the city. The the people are going about their business. And he's up on the watchtower. And when he sees signs of danger. He rings a bell. He blows the trumpet. He shouts and tells them down there. Get ready. They're coming. Be safe. Amen. He warns them of approaching danger. Because God has given the under shepherd. Amen. A unique vantage point in the flock. In Revelation the pastor, amen, is compared to the angel. Uh, it is, is actually uh, is said to be the angel of the church. When we read about the seven churches of Asia Minor in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, you, 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 you can read at the beginning of each address to the church, it says, And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, To the angel of the church of Philadelphia, right. To the angel of the church of Laodicea, right. And you know the word angel literally means messenger. So it's not talking about the angels that we know about, God's angels. It's talking about messengers, amen. And so in this context, the word angel means messenger. So the angel of the church is the pastor of the church. He's the messenger to the flock. And God speaks to him, and he speaks to them. Just like God told Moses, go tell the people what I have to say. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and he gave them to the people. Amen. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But the comparison that is mentioned most in the Bible is that of a shepherd when it comes to the pastor. In fact, when I'm not going to... Get into it, because we don't get into a bunch of Greek and Hebrew around here. That's why they translate it for us, so we don't have to deal with that, right? Amen. But you know, the Old Testament was written in the original Hebrew, and the New Testament originally was written in Greek. Amen. And the word shepherd in the Old Testament, is the same word for pastor in the Hebrew in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, when you see the word shepherd or pastor in the New Testament, if you look up, it's the same exact Greek word. It's a shepherd or a pastor. Amen. And so that is what really the responsibility of the pastor is. He is a shepherd. Amen. Amen. A a shepherd, praise God, is, is a pastor He's he's just a sheep that was called out of the flock, amen, to help oversee the flock under the direction, guidance, and supervision of God, who is the chief shepherd, amen. God has given the pastor a lot of responsibilities. Among them are to help the flock, guide the flock, and protect the flock. But the number one responsibility of any pastor is to feed the flock of God. That's number one. That's number one. I'm, I'm supposed to feed you all the counsel of God. I'm supposed to feed you, amen, what the Lord has spoken. The words that the Lord has spoken. And if you haven't, uh, if you weren't here Thursday night and you haven't heard the podcast, amen, I, I encourage you to listen. I, I, taught, I taught on, amen, what the Lord has spoken. Amen. And that's what the pastor's number one responsibility is praise god jeremiah three fifteen. it says and i will give you pastors according to mine heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding praise god amen i am not the pastor of this church just because i wanted to be amen i am the pastor of this church because he wants me to be Because I am a pastor according to his heart. It's his will that I'm here. Amen. And because it's his will that I'm here, and as long as it's his will that I'm here, I'll be here. I'm not going to go anywhere until he tells me so. Amen. You don't have to worry about me. I, you know, I'm not one of those guys that I'm just biding my time, just, you know, just, just marking my time, looking for a big old church that wants a pastor. Yeah, so I can go over there like, I'm a pastor a big old church. Yeah. Hey, that'd be fine. Whatever. Amen. But you know what? I'm here and I'm v- totally satisfied and fulfilled. And my purpose is, is very clear because I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. I have the peace of God. I'm supposed to be for this flock. Amen. Praise God. Acts 20, 28, we read that in the beginning. It said, take heed therefore unto yourselves. You know, I I, I, I believe Paul was speaking to leaders in this passage because he was talking about, hey, you know, you need to uh, take heed to yourself and to the flock. And so he's talking about, other, le- other ministers uh, over the- which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So he's talking about people that are overseers of the flock. And he said, feed the church of God, which he purchased with his blood. God paid a high price through Jesus Christ to purchase this church. So he said, hey, I want you pastors. I want you shepherds. You better take heed. Amen. This was a high price. Amen. You got to take care of this flock because it was the precious blood of Jesus that bought it. And you better take good care of it. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God said, you better take good care of it. You better not go out. You better not do your own thing. And you better not mistreat them. You better take good care of it and look after them and make sure they're growing and make sure they're following God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. There's only one item on the shepherd's menu. How would you like to go to a restaurant there's only one item on the menu? As long as it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, that's a good item. I'll take it. Amen. There's only one item on the shepherd's menu, and that's Acts 20, 27. I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. All the counsel of God is another way of saying... God's precious word, amen, the one item on God's menu, amen, it's not me up here talking about my own thing, it's not me talking about my philosophy, it's not me talking about politics or talking about this or talking about that or getting way off in left field or out on a limb, it's talking about nothing but what the word of the Lord has spoken, amen, it's the Bible and nothing but the Bible, that's the best food, Amen. Amen. To feed is to preach and teach the life-changing word of God. God was very adamant about the responsibility of the shepherds to take care of the sheep and feed them because when they did not live up to their responsibility, he let them know in no uncertain terms. You know, Jesus, the good shepherd, the Bible said he gave his life for the sheep and he's not about to allow shepherds in name only to neglect or take advantage or, or mistreat the sheep. He's going to take care of the, he'll take care of the shepherds. Amen. He'll take care of the shepherds that are doing a good job, and he'll take care of the shepherds that aren't doing a good job. Amen. Lord, I want to do a good job. I want to do a good job. I want you to smile. I want you to pat on the on the back. Well, good job, good job. Amen. Because I read in Ezekiel 34, verse 1, and the word of the Lord came To me saying, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who are sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth, and no one was seeking or searching for them that's what that's what a shepherd is not supposed to be doing amen and then he went on to say what was going to happen to those shepherds but we're not going to read it that was already crazy enough right there but the office of the shepherd is more than just a job it's more than just a career path The shepherd must have a deep concern and love for the sheep and do whatever it takes to ensure their well-being. Amen. Just as the chief shepherd gave his life for the sheep. Amen. Really, the shepherd, the under shepherds, the human shepherds, they really need to give their life. And that's what a minister is. The word minister means servant. Amen. To put others before yourself and to see about them and then take care of yourself last praise god i haven't always been perfect in my record of of you know being the the best shepherd i can be I, I, i'm human i've made mistakes i know amen but i'm striving to be the best shepherd that i can be for this flock praise god <laughs> praise god jesus said in john t- uh, 10 12 a hireling a hired hand who's not the shepherd one who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep defenseless and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters him. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Amen. But let me tell you something, a real shepherd is going to stay in there when the going gets tough. A real shepherd's not going to cut and run. Amen. A real shepherd's going to be there. Amen. Even if it's overwhelming, even if the bear and the lion and the, and, uh, and the you know whatever animals there is out there come at the same time, he'll do his best to fight them off. Yeah. Praise God, because he cares for the sheep. He's given his life for the sheep. The shepherd needs to lead the sheep even when they don't want to go that way. Sometimes sheep can get stubborn too. So they're friendly, they're intelligent, and stubborn sometimes. And remember, a pastor is just a sheep that was called to be over the flock. So I know, I'm a sheep. I was a sheep. I didn't always do everything, whatever. Amen. You know, so the shepherd... Needs to feed the sheep even when they don't want to eat, even when they were restless and they don't want to. The shepherd's greatest responsibility is to feed the sheep, preach to the sheep, let them know what the Lord says. Amen. Amen. The shepherd's like a mailman. I'm just delivering to the mail, praise God. And then, you, you know, have you ever beat up the mailman because he sent you a you know, disconnect notice because you didn't pay your electrical bill? I can't believe you're cutting off my electricity. I'm just a mailman. Amen. And I, I'm just a mailman. man. I'm the shepherd. I'm more than a mailman, man, but you know what I mean. Amen. It's what the Lord says. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Ezekiel 3 verse 8. He told Ezekiel, behold, I've made your face strong against their faces. Talking about the people he was preaching to. And your forehead strong against their foreheads. Like an adamant stone, harder than flint, I've made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them, nor be dismayed at their looks. And I've been preaching for like 35 plus years or whatever. And I have seen a lot of looks from people when I'm preaching. Amen. And, you know, some of them can throw you off, you know. (laughs) Because, you know, you're preaching away and you see a certain look and it's like, huh? You know? I mean, some, sometimes it's just a look like, you know, or whatever. And it's like, well, putting them to sleep again here, praise God. Now I lay me down to sleep. Well, they're getting their rest. I'm being a good shepherd. Whatever. Amen. But then some of them are mean. <laughs> some of them mean looks, you know. Because you know why? Because maybe I'm just right up your alley. Maybe a, how did he know that? Why is he preaching that? Man, that's hurting. Well, he's getting me right between the fifth rib with that one. Ooh, ah. Amen. But always remember, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. Amen. Because I'm a sheep too. I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The prophet Jeremiah, he had a lot of trouble with the sheep not listening to, to God's words and and, and he actually got in a lot of trouble. He got thrown in prison like Paul did, like for preaching. He was, you know, castigated. He was made fun of. All kinds of things happened. And then there was one point he got really discouraged. And the Bible said, he said to himself, then I said, I will not make mention of him. Talking about God. He goes, I'm not preaching no more. Man, it's just getting me in trouble. Nor speak anymore in his name. But then he said, but his word was in my heart. As a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing. And I could not stay. What does that mean? It means I tried to clam up. And not preach it. And not call his name. But I was ready to explode. Because that's what he called me to be. I'm supposed to be a shepherd. And if I'm not preaching. I'm not doing my job. And he said I couldn't hold it anymore. And I just started preaching again. Hallelujah. And that's like that song we sing. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. When I think of what the Lord has done, I got to go and tell someone. It's like fire. Wow, it looks right up on the screen. Shut up in my bones. Okay, good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God. Paul told the uh, young preacher Timothy, he said in 2 Timothy 4 2, he, t- he said, Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That word instant, in season, and out of season, that means even if you don't feel like it. Because you know what? Amen. You might be surprised to hear there's some times uh, that I get up here and I'm not feeling like preaching. Amen. I don't know. Maybe I'm not feeling good. Maybe, you know, it was hard for me to get here or whatever. You know, sometimes you feel like you're having an off day or whatever. Amen. But he said, you're the shepherd and the flock is dependent on you. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're ready or not. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Preach the word. Be instant in season. out season. Do it from your heart. And do it with doctrine. Apostle Paul said, speak the truth in love and sometimes people can't handle the truth but if you got enough love backing up what you're saying they can they, they know that you love them and you're telling them the truth amen praise god the preaching of God's word will change your lives. It will give you hope and direction. It will encourage you and challenge you and convict you if need be. Amen. It's what we all need. Preaching saves us, it saves lives, it saves relationships, and it saves souls. Did you know the entire city of Nineveh was saved by the preaching of Jonah? One sermon saved an entire city, and God held his judgment back for 150 years because they reacted positively to what he said in his message. They repented and God forgave them for 150 years and then it wasn't destroyed for much later. Amen. Preaching saved Nineveh and preaching can save us and help us. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. Verse 21. For after the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So preaching God's word was designed by God. Not only to save us, but also to keep us amen help us grow help us mature in our walk with god and in our relationship with god amen praise god we can be saved in a very short period of time we can repent of our sins be baptized and filled with the spirit that can all happen really quick Amen. Right in one day. Just a short time in one day. But if the the Lord doesn't come back the next day or the next day, we need preaching to keep that experience going. Praise God. We need the apostles doctrine. We need prayers. We need fellowship with the flock. We need the church. Praise God. We need a shepherd. Praise God. These people that say, well, I'm going to live for God at home. I can pray at home. I got a Bible I can read at home. I can listen to some preacher on the radio or on TV or whatever. Oh, well, yeah, you can do all that. But you know what? You don't have a flock, you're going to be in trouble. Amen. you got to be part of God's flock. And if you don't have a shepherd that knows your name, my sheep hear my voice. They know my name and they follow me. <laughs> Praise God, we need a shepherd in our lives that knows our name, that can pray for us, that can be there for us, that can help us through. But this would all be for naught if the shepherd, the human shepherd of the flock wasn't being a good sheep himself. Because you see a shepherd. Even when he becomes a shepherd. Uh, the human shepherd I'm talking about. He never ceases to be a sheep. He still got to do. What he did in the beginning. With all of his. Uh, with his life. Amen. That got him to the place where God called him to be the shepherd. Praise God. He still has to maintain a walk with God. Amen. And live a good life before the sheep. Praise God. He must. He the. Tr- The true shepherd must practice what he preaches. He must walk the walk before he talks the talk. Amen. And he must live the life before the flock so they gain his trust and they gain his confidence to hear him and follow him as he follows Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. This is not only a sermon for the flock, this is this could be a good sermon for preachers too because all of us need all you know shepherds need to hear this kind of stuff because we've got to do our part amen praise the lord first timothy four sixteen. paul told timothy be conscientious about how you live and what you teach persevere in this because by doing so you will save both yourself and those who listen to you amen. he said uh, Paul said himself in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, he said, Paul said, I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Wouldn't that that'd be the saddest testimony in the world if a shepherd preached for however many years or whatever and many, 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 many of the flock Made heaven their home because of the, uh, what he did. And then he didn't make it when it was all said and done because he was disqualified. Oh, God, I want to be the shepherd under the good shepherd. I want to be the shepherd under the, the shepherd and bishop of our souls, the chief shepherd. Amen. And then Peter let us know in 1 Peter chapter 5, he, he's talking to the elders, which are the ministers, the shepherds. He said, the elders which are among you, I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He said, feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, don't be forced to do it, but willingly, not for filthy lucre. In other words, don't do it for money. Don't let money have nothing to do with it. Because the shepherd is my boss. (laughs) The shepherd's my boss. The shepherd takes care of me. The shepherd takes care of me. I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to worry. It's not going to be for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Do it from a ready mind. Neither being as lords over God's heritage. Don't be a king. Be a shepherd. That's what he was saying. Don't be a king, be a shepherd. Because a minister is a servant. Jesus found his disciples arguing with each other who would be the greatest among them. And he said, "You guys don't understand my kingdom. My kingdom is not like the kingdoms of the world, not like the Gentile kingdom. He that will be greatest among you will be the minister." He will be the greatest among you, will be the servant of all. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. He said, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Amen. Would you stand with me? Praise the Lord. Thank God. Amen. Not as lords over God's heritage. This is God's heritage. Amen. I don't have a whip up here. You know why? Because I'm not a cowboy cattle driver. Amen. A lords over God's heritage drives the people. From behind, a good shepherd leads the people from in front. Come this way. I'm gonna show you where to go, I'm gonna show you how it's done. Praise God. And I wish my wife was sitting right there, but because I was gonna say this in front of her, whether she's here or not, but I would be remiss. If I didn't acknowledge the fact that in this flock, in this church, we have a shepherding team, a pastoral team in this church. I could not pastor this church without my wife and her wise counsel. And many of you, especially you ladies, you know about her wise counsel. You talk about the truth and love. She'll tell you the truth. She loves you, but she won't candy coat it. She won't sugar coat it. Because that's not what you need. You don't need someone to just agree with you. You don't need someone to just you know, tell you, it's going to be okay and just you know powder yourself up and put a diaper on and everything's good. No, you need someone to tell you the truth and love Amen. so that you can make a good decision whether you do it or not. That's up to you. Amen. But without her wise counsel, without her commitment to making this church the best it can be, amen. I thank God. We make a great team. And, of course, my kids are an extension of that, of course. Amen. I'm blessed beyond measure to have her by my side day in and day out, working in the sheepfold, working in the flock. Amen. To see people saved and see people grow and see people blessed and see people becoming what God wants them to be. But most of all, I thank God for the shepherd and bishop of our souls, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.